when you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Shauna Theriault. Um, we've been talking about some alternative minimum tax, among other things, probably the most highbrow thing we've done all day. Uh, we did talk about some market returns, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have financial questions you'd like to ask us, either on the air or, uh, you know, you can email them. Let's uh, You can call us at our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. You can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you could call and talk to a real human being, 770-429-9166. Uh, either way, we can uh, answer your questions on the air. Um, and if you wanted to answer some of your own questions, you can go to our website, Hensler.com, and uh, find lots of answers to your broader questions. If it's not so specific, uh, you can you can have your, your answers uh, right there for you any time of the day, right? That's right. A lot of content there. No doubt. Um, so we've got uh, quite a few questions that... Uh, We've gotten over the last week, we'll start with Alex from Kennesaw, who says, I received a proxy vote from Qualcomm. Seemed like three days later, I received another proxy vote from Broadcom. What is going on? So uh, one's blue, one's white. Um, it's, it's like the Matrix. It, <laughs> yeah, which pill do you want to take? <laughs> uh, and, and this decision is actually a lot different than uh, than I would have given advice just a couple of weeks ago. So what's happened is Broadcom offered a friendly offer to buy out Qualcomm at $72 a share. Stock's trading around 62 63 at the time. Uh, the price spiked up to around 68 because uh, people thought that uh, Qualcomm was going to fall all over themselves, taking a price of 72 bucks. Well, it wasn't so, and I agreed with Qualcomm at the time. Uh, if you looked what was going on, some of the things that have hurt Qualcomm lately is they're in a, a big heated battle with uh, Apple. Uh, those of you that don't know, Qualcomm is the, the uh, patent holder behind 3G technology, 4G technology, and 5G technology, which is not out yet, but it is a huge part of what makes your iPhone work. Uh, so Apple has decided that they're being held up. Uh, I'm not sure if they understand how technology works, but it's got to be protected some way. And uh, what they've decided they would do is just quit paying for it. Yeah. So there's uh, lots of uh, accounts receivable on the books, if you will, at uh, Qualcomm. Until they get this legal battle ironed out, um, you know, who knows what's going to go on. Well, again, in the background, Broadcom decides, you know what, maybe you're right. 
um, well, let's back up a step. First of all, they decided, okay, it's no longer a friendly offer. We're going, uh, we're going unfriendly. We're gonna, we're gonna force you to sell uh, your company to us. And the way that we'll do it is we'll have a proxy fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to win. At the time, they were trying to win all of the the uh, seats on the board of Qualcomm. So then their people would be in charge, and they could make the decision to allow the the merger to go forward. Uh, since then, they did back off a little bit. They only want controlling interests, so they want majority of the seats on the board, and they're willing to give 82 bucks. Uh, just this week, there was a, a bit of a discussion as to uh, the two companies reportedly met. Uh, Broadcom says that um, you know they're they're uh, uh, their company was accepted. Um, Qualcomm listened to them, but they still seemed a bit aloof. Uh, so it's hard to say exactly where this goes. I believe 82 bucks a share. I was saying around 85 initially, but I think 82 is a fair price. It's um, you know pretty significant premium to the 64 dollars the company is currently trading at. And I told you already, you know why it's trading at a discount in my mind. Uh, I think that uh, the law is on Qualcomm's side in that one instance, and I also think that. You know, eighty-two bucks a share is a is a fair price uh, for the merged company. So, what, well, and we think that that this is a good move for both companies ultimately, don't we? I mean, exactly it should should provide benefits to both of them if they do get the deal done. It definitely strengthens them against the the types of actions that Apple is is uh, having right now. Broadcom is bigger than Qualcomm. Uh, Qualcomm's had some really interesting technology. Um, I think the uh, some of the wireless charging for batteries and some of the things that we see going forward. They even talked at one point about building uh, infrastructure that would allow electric cars to charge as they drove down the road. I mean, some of the some of the ideas the company has are just absolutely awesome. And the technology that they have patented, uh, that's the reason we own them all, all along. I mean, it didn't matter who sold the phone. They're still going to have that 4G chip in there to identify and guess what? Every time they sold a phone, no matter who was selling the phone, uh, Qualcomm was getting a cut because as long as they their pay for it, well, <laughs> the phone exactly. manufacturer pays yeah, for it. Yeah, and I think I don't think Apple's going to be able to slip this, but you know they're trying right now, uh, saying that it's um, it's an unfair tactic that they have a monopoly on this. Well, uh, all I can tell you is build your own infrastructure because you know this, this is uh, this is kind of the way things are supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, should encourage competition, but uh, anyway, so that's what's going on. If uh, if you ask me right now, even if you voted it already, you can go back on and change your vote electronically. And I would recommend voting for the Broadcom uh, decision and instead the, of the blue, the blue, the blue, one. absolutely, yeah. At this point, like I say, the initial, I was telling folks, now go with a go with company management, and uh, you know this is one of the things. I, there are a lot of folks out there these days that. Uh, wonder exactly how their passive investment works, most of the time they're going to vote with management. So yeah. even now, the, you know, if you've got a passive investment, I would almost bet you that they're going to vote for Qualcomm. Yep. It's going to be active uh, investors that, that actually go out, and by that I mean investors who don't just follow an index, right. who are going to go out and, and vote the smart thing here. So uh, we'll just have to sit back and see how it works, but that's exactly what's going on with Qualcomm and Broadcom. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it develops. Yeah, that's a good question, Alex from Kennesaw. I like that. Yeah.
All right, so we got another one here. Uh, how about Michael from Clarkston? Says uh, my company has a profit sharing rather than a 401k profit sharing plan rather than a 401k. How do these plans work? Is this still a good retirement savings vehicle? What do you think, guys? Well, I mean, the, most of the time, the profit sharing plan and a 401k are kind of packaged together. Profit sharing plan, the biggest difference between a profit sharing plan and 401k is who contributes the money. In a profit sharing plan, it's all employer funded. So the employer has discretion about how much to participate or how much to give you based on your salary from the company. And it's a discretionary decision that they can make each year. They don't have to do it, but they can do it if they want to. Right. Uh, whereas a 401k, you know, you defer out of your money. out of your salary or out of your yeah. paycheck. But it can be plan. matched, right? By it can be matched for sure. Uh, and so in this case, if there is no 401k component, it's just the profit sharing plan, then you don't really control the money that goes in there. But it works similar than that otherwise. I mean, you'll have some investment options, some mutual funds or ETFs. Um, it's tax-deferred growth. It's tax-deferred growth, exactly. So your contributions go in, you know, tax-deferred, and you pay tax when you take it out. There's pretty much the same rules as a 401k plan. You, you typically would, uh, you know, leave it in there until you're 59 and a half. You can take it out without penalty after that. Um, or if you separate service after 55, you can take it out, you know, without a penalty. You still have to pay tax on it when you do take the money out. Um, most of the time when you separate service, you can roll it over into an IRA, just like a 401k. Um, anything else I'm missing, Sean? No, just, so. it's very similar, just that the employer makes the contributions instead of the Not employee. your money. And Not it, your money. It is yeah. a good retirement savings vehicle. I mean, it's just, if that's the option that your company offers, then, I mean. It's actually better, really, than a 401k, right? It's yeah, not, you don't have to put your weird, own money in it. Right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not like a match where a match, you have to put in your own money and then they match you and you're, the, the, it's a forced savings for you, which is good. It's free money. You should, we recommend that you do that if you can. Right. But this is just someone contributing on your behalf, whether you do or not. Yeah. Which but is, they do have the option of discontinuing it, et cetera. Sure. So, yeah. There's also vesting that, that goes into this. I mean, a lot of times because it's not your money, whereas a 401k, you put in your money, it's going to be a hundred percent vested when you put it in this. Meaning uh, you own it. You own it. So yeah. So if you leave the company, you can roll it over and you're going to get every penny of your money back, you know, pending whatever happened to the, to the money that's invested in the market. <laughs> right. um, but in this case, a lot of times there's a vesting schedule. You may vest over three years or five years or at a, you know, a cliff vesting period. Um, so just depends on what the plan says, but they're most of the time it's not going to be a hundred percent vested because it's not your money until you, they want you, you know, to stay there for a certain yeah. amount of years before saying it's yours. Exactly. All right. Well, we should get back to our real information uh, dissemination. So um, if you would like to have us answer your financial questions, you can give us a call, 1-855-429-9166. You leave a message, basically your question, uh, and we play it on the air and answer it right behind that. Or you can call and talk to a person, 770-429-9166, or you can email us, drgene at hensler.com. Um, so we have a question here from Phil from Canton. It says, um, I'd like to know a little about uh, the companies I'm interested in, both uh, as a consumer and an investor. you got to be careful here. Uh, the lovely lady of the house seems to have packages from Zulily arriving weekly. Zulily was public for a minute, but then got bought by QVC, which is owned by Liberty Tri TripAdvisor Holdings, Inc. Uh, 
Instinct says go for the holding company as it's probably more diversified, but looking at the two, QVC seems like the better stock. What do you think? So, um, I mean, I like the fact that you're thinking a little deeper. Liberty probably is going to be more diversified, but if that be the case, if you were buying something that had great growth, uh, it also gets watered down in a situation like that. So uh, let me correct one thing real quick. There are actually more companies involved in this. Zulily was bought by QVC. QVC uh, is owned partially by Liberty Interactive, which is part of Liberty Media. And then TripAdvisor Holdings, uh, Liberty Media bought a huge chunk of TripAdvisor, and they hold it in that holding company. So you got loads of working parts, and if your head doesn't hurt after that Mine explanation, uh, <laughs> if you're not thinking a bowl of spaghetti is what you're buying here, uh, I didn't do it properly. But I will talk about QVC. So uh, their growth, 10.56%, um, is what's expected. However, their five-year earnings growth has only been 4.67%. Usually when I see a significant disconnect here, I'm usually suspect about the potential for growth. Uh, that long-term growth expectation is what analysts believe will happen going forward, and it doesn't always come true, guys. Uh, 4.67 is what they've actually had. Now, maybe there is a reason for it to kick up. Uh, if you look then at uh, Liberty TripAdvisor Holdings, obviously, if uh, if you're like me, and I I actually uh, do some social coordinating in, uh, in my men's group at church, and um, when I do so, I rely heavily on TripAdvisor because I have found that, you know, people in general are going to give you a nice rating if your restaurant's decent, and if I'm going two hours away from my house, I don't know what's good there. So I quite often will go on to TripAdvisor and, and make plans according to what's highly ranked and uh, fits kind of within the group that I'm taking somewhere. So uh, I have found that they're, they're, uh, it's a good situation. The company is so new, unfortunately, that I can't really get details off of, uh, off of what's going on. Um, that being the case, obviously, I have to fall back on my fundamentals, and my fundamentals would tell me if I was choosing between the two, I'm going to probably go with QVC, and that would be a ticker symbol QVCA. So uh, there you have it. Without Liberty TripAdvisor looks like here in my notes, P.E. ratio 116. Is that right? Yeah, it looks atrociously high. I've got a number from uh, probably dated a few days, 95. That's either way, it's huge. Yeah, it's uh, not number. exactly what you want to be doing. Uh, you know, debt to equity, debt to assets. Debt to assets is only 8.7%. But basically what this is saying is the whole TripAdvisor was probably bought with debt, 79.1% uh, debt to equity, which is really pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, leveraged buyout of a public company or a private company by a public company, which it usually goes the other way. Right. But uh, in this case, that's what we got. Uh, we got another question here. You guys can probably answer real quickly, uh, hopefully not as quickly as I've heard some answer it. Uh, Wallace from Roswell says, uh, is the Social Security Administration still mailing Social Security statements? So what's your answer? No. Next question. No. <laughs> uh, they actually, they do still mail them if you're over 60 and you're not receiving benefits yet. But oh. unless you are over 60 and not receiving benefits, they... Uh, they have ceased mailing them. You have to go online and um, 
answer a lot of credit questions to get yeah, through. They it's do. Like it's credit like, score it, kind of stuff. Yeah, wow. it is. It's, uh, you have it's, to go through that many hoops to yes. figure out why. Well, they want to verify your identity. Right. SSA.gov is the website, so you can go on there and fill out, you know, it's a... They've started using a two-step identification method to try to protect. Hopefully, there's not a uh, uh, you know, Equifax breach. similar type of breach yeah. to the Social Security Administration. Or the SEC's but, breach. I mean, yeah, governments have done this too, right? It has for sure. So, um, but if you're looking, they used to mail them out every five years, but they stopped so doing that. Wasn't this one of the pieces that you guys use in uh, financial planning? I know. Uh, I have seen those before. I used to work in the planning and implementation department a long, long time ago. I think it's easier not to log in and just get... <laughs> I had to move to research. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I could say I got exiled, but that wouldn't be exactly right either. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, we do still request these statements from clients to look at their cash flow planning and, and all of that, but it's easier to get to because you can just log in online and get it. So that's what you would recommend right. they do if, if you had a plan. Well, plus we recommend in. logging in annually to make sure your earnings are correct on there. Oh, okay. So that could be You want to look at your earnings issue as well. Right. All right. And uh this uh the issue with I mean if somebody is logging in as you, they've already stolen your information, am I right? They have to because it's really in-depth questions to get in. It just seems to bizarre to me initially. that they would Oh, so if if they stole your information, set it up uh under their own Password might be the the damage there. Maybe, I, but they ask you things. You know, they're 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 asking you questions, credit score questions to verify your identity. Have you ever had a mortgage at what bank? And you know that kind of oh, thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. All right. So that might be a lot safer than normal. Well, we've come toward the end of our show. So, uh, Casey, what do you think? Markets up or down next week? I think it's going to be up. How about that, Shauna? Up. All right. You know me. I'm always the broken record. You're listening to Money Talks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.